Listen, before we start, I, I don't know what that's about, recording in progress. Did you hear that? Yeah, it was like, he wanted my, like, he <laughs> wanted me to, like, confirm that I was okay with you recording. So you got, you got my thumbs up. You're good to go. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta, I, I gotta figure out the settings for this. This is the first time I hear this. <laughs> Hello, everybody. My name is Juan Carlos and welcome to OCR and Edit Day, where we highlight amazing coaches, athletes, and everyday people from the OCR and truck communities for fun, unscripted, and unedited conversations. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with Father, a petroleum engineer and Spartan Canada pro athlete, Christian. Now, Christian, I cannot say your last name properly. So I do not want to, you know, <laughs> how, how do you say your last name? Uh, Vinslavic. Vinslavic? Yeah, Vinslavic is how it's pronounced. Oh, how do people know, know. in Canada say it? Because it's not an easy name to say. We, I kind of just like listen for any sort of like combination of W's and and uh, V's and just kind of listen. I kind of just answer to anything. So yeah, it's it's a mouthful. <laughs> Can I tell you the way I was saying it? Will you be okay with that? Sure. Let's hear. I it. was I was practicing it and I was saying, Waitlawek. Yeah, that's like the that's that's as close as you can get on like the phonetic pronunciation. That's what it looks like for sure. It's the whole Polish thing. Like the CL is like makes like a SW sound, and Got then like you. the W's sound like V's. So it's like a Vesławic, but then we kind of butchered it a little bit. I don't know. I didn't want to butcher your name, so I'm glad <laughs> you said it. <laughs> yeah, Vesławic. <laughs> Not many people can say my my, my first name uh, properly, so. I, you know, I, I try to take time to learn the person's name and say it right. But then there, there are some names that I just cannot say, and I do not want to butcher it. So I'm glad that you said your last name. <laughs> so thank you for making the time to speak with me today. Uh, thank you for coming on to OCR and Edited. It's truly a pleasure to have you on and get to know you. Um, so how are you? I'm good, man. I'm, I'm excited. Um, you know, summer's almost here and you know. It looks like there's going to be some semblance of a race season, so I'm, I'm, uh, I'm pretty stoked right now. You know, um, I, I had uh, I was talking to Johnny Wade uh, recently, and um, you know, Golden BC is uh, whew, may not be happening, right? Yeah. And so, and I had my heart set on going there and getting started, but it seems like they're really focused on Red Deer, uh, Montreal, and then um blue mountains yeah uh, in ontario so you must be stoked and excited to have the the season started in red deer yeah yeah i grew up in i grew up in red deer so it's it's only 90 minutes north of where in calgary or live now but uh um yeah i grew up there i i love that area um although my, i gotta say my training has kind of changed a little bit since i you know heard that golden was likely likely not happening um because they're two very different races <laughs> very my understanding is then red deer that it's a it's a runner's course yeah right so sure. i mean a little rolling hills here and there but it's flat mostly am, am i right or am i wrong no no that's you're, yeah you're bang on it's like a like a cross-country runner does great there there is there are some like 
steep punchy climbs where like you do got to have those climbing legs but it's it's really a runner's course at heart yeah for sure yeah, right and then golden bc is the opposite <laughs> truly yeah. the opposite that's you're just climbing mountains there yeah and that you put that course you put terrain like that in johnny Waits' control and he's gonna he's gonna oh, yeah. make it uh tough <laughs> Oh, oh yeah, having him back is gonna be fun. Yeah, man, <laughs> I can I'm only excited. imagine what he's gonna have store for everybody. Um, now, a lot of you know myself. Um, this is our first time talking and getting you know meeting and and you know the listeners and the viewers. Uh, I'm sure that there's a lot of people that want to know who you are. So why don't we get started? And let me ask you the first question: Who is Christian? W. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so I uh, I've lived in Calgary um, for about yeah nine ten years now. Um, grew up in Red Deer, went to university in Edmonton. So I've kind of like I've kind of spent my whole life all around Alberta, like yeah. um, seen all been around all parts of Alberta. So. Um, but yeah, I know I've been working as an engineer downtown here in Calgary for the last 10 years and, um, you know, been, been really involved in Spartan race for also about the last 10 years. So those two things kind of, kind of, uh, came into my life at the same time. Like I was into athletics a lot as a kid, um, playing in tons of different sports and just like a really versatile, like never specialized in anything, just did everything. Um, okay. You know, I played hockey for a while, like probably seven or eight years. And then I just one day decided like, I want to just go skiing and snowboarding instead. And I couldn't really ever do those two things together. Cause like I had my one group of friends growing up that were all the hockey players. Yeah. And then I had my other group of friends that were the skiers. So like, and I, and I was like, just getting so jealous of the skiers. So I just said, I'm done with hockey after a certain number of years. And I went out and, uh, and I started skiing. So then I got, yeah, got a bunch, got heavy into that. And, um, but yeah, really once I finished university, I kind of wanted to, uh, I don't know, just focus on something and have some goals to work towards. So I yeah. did a Spartan race and then I kind of got hooked on that. So, um, yeah, I've been, I would say I've definitely stopped. I stopped doing a lot of other sports that I, that I liked, but yeah. it's fine. I, I'm happy. So, so you, so you yeah. started OCR back in 2012. That was like the first race I did. Yeah. I, I would say it was really recreational at the time. Um, but how did you, how did you find out about OCR? Was it, was it a word of mouth? Or was it, did you see it on Groupon? Did you see an ad in the paper? <laughs> I think it was a gym. Like there was a poster up at a gym. It might've okay. been a good life or a world health. And I was like, I was like lifting weights a lot of the time. You wouldn't, you would not guess now based on my like 150 pound frame, but like <laughs> I did used to lift weights a lot. I was like probably up at 175 at my, at my, my heaviest. Okay. So 25 pounds heavier than I am now. So I was like, I was in the gyms lifting weights a lot. And I think I saw a flyer for it at like a world health. And I was like, Oh, that sounds cool. Like it's, you know, I'm still a lean guy. Like, even though I was, you know, more into weights. So I was like, ah, this sounds sweet. So I, yeah, I just went and did it. It was in hometown here. So that was fun. What was your take on your first race? That first time that you're standing there at the toe in the line there and the, and the whistle blows and you're running, how, you know, what was your, 
what were what were your thoughts going through that first time you're doing that OCR race, and then when you finished and you crossed that line, oh. what were your thoughts then? Oh man, it was it was like a really surreal experience. So like I played competitive hockey, and I and so growing up, I kind of knew like I had those competitive juices and like the butterflies in the stomach and like yeah. the nervous poops, you know that like all those <laughs> all those pre race all those like pre, you know, competitive event kind of emotions, like, and then I went like so long without ever experiencing like that. And I remember being on that start line and they were, they were pounding some like good music and like the, the, um, the start line guy, I can't remember who it was. I can't remember his name, but he's out, he worked for Spartan race for a while. He's out in Dubai now, but he got us so pumped up. And like, I was so like more fired up about anything I about that than I had been about anything in like years. So, and then, and that's what really hooked me. I think like just that, and then, then you cross the finish line. So then it, it hurts, right? It's like, I only did a sprint, but like, I wasn't a runner. And so like, even if it was only 5k, like I suffered, like I was so wrecked at the end of that. And, uh, and then, but I remember crossing the finish line being like, holy smokes, like that was so intense. Like, yeah. And even though I was like nowhere near the front of the pack, like you still kind of, you kind of, you know, I kind of got into, you know, a little bit of a race with those people that were around me. And like, it was just really brought all back the competitive juices that I had as a kid and that I hadn't experienced in like a long time. So So. how many OCR races did it take for you to do to realize, you know what, this is what I want to do. Now, what do I need to do in order to improve and get better? at all aspects of, of the game, of the OCR game to be successful? Yeah, that's a good question. It, there was only really like, I only knew of Spartan race. Maybe there were other OCRs at the time, but if there was, there was really, really small. Um, and so I did that one race. I came back in 2013. I did it again. And then I, and then that, that year, they also had one in red beer. So 2012 was only Calgary. Okay. 2013 they had calgary and red deer so i did both of those and okay. still i think i think i i think in my third race i'd end up doing elite um just because i was just i just wanted to try and challenge myself and then mm-hmm. but it was 2014 the, the third year that i did a race i went to i traveled all around alberta and did all there was three or there was three races that year in alberta oh wow um, there was one up uh, like north of edmonton i um, mean this really small town um, was that the Rocky mountains one? No, it was, uh, it was near Athabasca, Alberta. Okay. No, no. I, um, I can't remember what the official venue was called, okay. but it was near Athabasca, like way North of Edmonton and kind of in the middle of nowhere. Like I'm surprised of the turnout they had out there. Like, and it was a wicked course. It was a little ski hill. It was called, it was called Tawatna is the name of the ski hill. Um, anyway, it, it was a really hilly course. And that year I remember seeing Austin, Austin Azar from out, he's, he's from the Edmonton area. So he was up at that race because it was really close to where he grew up. Okay. And, uh, and he was like doing elite and he was way up there, like super fast. Um, and I remember seeing him and some of the other guys and I was like, holy shit, like these guys are serious athletes. Like I really want to, I really want to train and like get to where they're at. And so, um, so I, I really put the, I really started hammering the training and with an eye to Montana in 2015. 
Um, that was like, cause Montana was in May and it was a beast. It was going to be my first beast race. Oh, wow. Um, and so I remember finishing up the 2014 season and like spending all winter in the gym, um, and running a ton and then came into 2015, um, for that beast. And that was when like the fire was like totally lit. Like, yeah, I was, yeah. So, I mean, doing a 5k and then doing a 21k in Montana, I mean, there's a huge difference there. Now, OCR, I mean, 90%, in my opinion, is running, right? And so in order for you to be competitive, to be at that competitive level, to compete with these amazing guys, I mean, your running has to be there. I mean, you know that. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, so 5K, 21K, huge difference. So what, I mean, how is it? Because you improved your running really well. So what were some of the changes that you had to make in order to get up to that level? Yeah. The, the first beast race I did was a massive eye opener. Uh, I like went out pretty hard, I would say. And I suffered in the back half of the race big time because I didn't have any endurance. Um, and I, so that was a, that was an eye opener. And that's when I really realized what you just said. I like that running is really the, the critical element of this sport. Um, and so after that, then I, then I, I really started focusing on the running and it wasn't until a little bit later, I ended up getting a running coach because I knew I just didn't have the knowledge, um, on how to really train that properly. And I didn't, I didn't know how to balance the two either. Like I knew I had to improve my running, but I knew I also couldn't like just totally give up on the strength work and I had no idea how to balance it. So I remember I got a run coach, um, the following year, or it was in 2016. Um, and that, that really was like the game changer again for me, like was when I was able to kind of take it to another level, like, cause you kind of have, when you grow up being like playing a lot of stuff, I think you kind of just have this like aerobic base. That's just kind of there. Yeah. Um, and even if you haven't touched it for years, like, um, so I think I was able to kind of rely on that a little bit at the very beginning, but I didn't really get any like really good race results. Like I wasn't able to you know, even get onto a podium until, I really focused on the running. Yeah. Um, yeah. So now let's move forward. I mean, you've been doing really well in the last number of years. You've been really well. Um, like I said, this is our first time talking, but I've, I've heard a lot about you. I've seen you on the podiums and you've done really well. So I commend you for that. Kudos. Congratulations. Well-deserved buddy. You're a great <laughs> Thanks, Spartan Canadian OCR athlete. So proud to have you over here. Yeah. Thanks buddy. Um, a lot has changed. You are now this 150 pound athlete. I'm sure that that's the weight that you want to be at because that's the weight that, I mean, I guess you can compete in and at the best of your ability. And now, how are you sustaining it? Like what's your training program like now? It must be totally different from when you started. Yeah. Yeah, I would say it's still it's still based around a running framework for sure. Um, because I don't like, again, I don't have, like, I didn't run tr like cross country or track growing up. So I did lots of sports, but I didn't do any of that. So I don't have like, you know, I wasn't like, yeah, I wasn't running track in, in high school and stuff. So okay. running is still my, is still the, the piece that 
um, I th think I, I have the, it's where I can still make the biggest improvements, even though like I have been focusing on it now for like, like five years, <laughs> I still feel like there's, there's more there. Um, so I base my training around that. And I, I work with various, I mean, I, I had one running coach for the same guy for a couple of years, but I've since kind of switched that. And I do more like with an online coach. Um, and so, it, and he's an, and he's a, he's a running coach by like, like by trade, but he knows that I do OCR. And so what we do is it's like, it's a running like framework. So like, and then yeah, I add in the OCR pieces to that. So that, that's kind of how I do it. And I, um, it's a, so it's, it's like a an OCR simulation type of program. It's, um, I do. I, I do separate running and strength. Like if I'm more than like two months from a race, like an OCR race, yeah. I always do them separately. I don't ever do like running and strength workouts combined, but then yeah. within that like two month window, which is like right now for me, I'm starting to do um, I, like you can call them compromise running workouts or just OCR workouts, but stuff where I'm really combining everything. So gotcha. like, you know, one K intervals followed by, you know, um, like kettlebell work or buckets or sandbags or whatever I have at the time. And I, and I really combine them. So, um, but yeah, it's, it's a, it's a delicate balance, as you know, like yeah. trying to put these pieces in, in place and not let something slip. So, um, yeah, exactly. but I, yeah, I'm like being an engineer, I am very, I'm really detail oriented and I'm really like, I like things organized. So like, I need a, I need a structure to my training. Like I can't, it just stresses me out not having it. So, and I find, I think the running, like there's so much more literature on running training and like how your body run, like responds to different like stimuli and stuff like that. So I think there's just a lot more body of evidence on how to structure a run program. Yeah. Whereas like an OCR program, everyone does kind of something different. So like, <laughs> Yeah. I like to, I like to go with the proven running framework and then I kind of like tack in the OCR pieces. Yeah. But it's delicate balance. It truly is. I mean, for me, I had to do a lot of research. I mean, I come from a soccer background. I okay. mean, and there's a lot of OCR um, athletes um, that, that have the same. I mean, a lot, you know, others come from track and field and running. I come from a soccer background. So, I mean, but even though I still had to learn and research on, because I knew that something was wrong with my running. Uh, and so I had to change my mechanics. I had to change so much. And with that came a lot of research and learning, um, doing a lot of, uh, what is it, YouTube, uh, watching a lot of YouTube and then um, talking to and reading um, Richard, um, Richard Diaz's books. Oh, yeah. Who's helped me so much. So, yeah. That's where you get your, that's where you get your foot speed from. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I mean, like you said, uh, you know, you get it, you get out or what is it? You get what you put in. And I've sure. invested so much in my running because I had to, if, I mean, if, if like with any sport, if you want to compete at a certain level and this is what you want to dedicate, dedicate yourself to, you have to do the research. You have to know, you have to know what it is that works for you and what doesn't, you know, just because a training program is working for one athlete doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to work with you. Oh, I know it's, yeah, it's entirely depends on your background. Yeah. So like you're, 
like you having all that time on your feet running around like in your past. Yeah. It's probably looks different for you. You probably do have good foot speed, like in your leg speed, it probably comes back quicker than someone like me who that really wasn't in like, I didn't have that muscle memory. So like yeah. I played hockey, which is, it's good, but it's definitely not the same thing. <laughs> like but you had the strength because I mean, a hockey player, I mean, my, my God, I mean, just to even move around with all that weight on your, on your legs. I mean, you've, you've had that strength. It's just a matter of, I guess, developing the speed to it. Yeah. I've always had a good, like strength to weight ratio for sure. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, I've, I've always been able to add strength fairly quickly. Um, now I did do, I did do a lot of CrossFit for a couple of years. Um, while I was also running a lot, which I didn't have anything else going on in my life at the time. And so I was <laughs> yeah. able to, I was able to train a lot, but that trying to run a lot and do CrossFit a lot is like, that's a recipe to make yourself really tired. So, but I did do that for like two years. So that kind of helped with the strength piece, but, um, but yeah, no, I, I, going back to what you said, like, it's, it's totally unique to the individual. So um, exactly. Yeah. So tell us, talk to us about some of your best finishes and accomplishments in, in your OCR career. Ooh. Um, it's a loaded question. Yeah. I mean, I would say like, well, the first time, the first time I ever finished, well, the first time I ever won a race was like, was insane. It was at my hometown Red Deer um, venue. Um, I think it was 2017. Um, yeah, I had like all my family there and like um, my well girlfriend at the time, wife, wife now, but her like family was there because they also live in Red Deer. And like, I just had a ton of family support. And like, I, I remember coming in, I think I was in second or third and the top two guys missed the spear and I was right there on their heels. So like yeah. I nailed the spear and capitalized and was able to like take the win. So that was, that was a huge moment. And even though it was like, you know, it's a small town race, but there's still a lot of people there and the Red Deer races were competitive. And so I was really excited. And then, so I mean, and then, that, yeah, that must've been just awesome to be able to come first and have your family there to witness. Yep. This is what I do. Well, I'm and, a winner. And, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And, and, and having been like, you know, doing the sport for five years, yeah. you know, focusing on the sport competitively for three years, and then like, finally, like see a result come in that you're like really proud of was like, it just kind of makes it all, it makes it all come together. And it's like, wow, that actually, you know, all those, like all those little workouts that you did that you just didn't want to do, but you did anyway, like you kind of see it all pay off and it's just an awesome feeling. Yeah, no, that is true. Yeah. I totally agree with you. Who would you say is, in the time that you've been running elite, who would you say, who are two OCR, Canadian OCR athletes, elite athletes that bring you that challenge, that bring you that headache? <laughs> oh, oh, it's, it's, uh, oh, it's Josh Stride and Austin Azar for sure. Yeah. Those are, oh yeah, those guys, I've battled with those guys more than anyone I can, I can even think of for sure. Um, yeah, they, they both, and I think they'd say the same thing. Like we've pushed each other into so deep into the pain cave so many times and like, and all, you know, you know, we've all kind of, um, come out on top in different, in different situations. And, uh, 
it's just like we've had some really good battles. So those two definitely, when I see them on a start line, I know it's going to hurt. <laughs> but it also, I mean, would you say that those two gentlemen, those two elite athletes, not only did they bring the best out of you, but they also help you develop and grow? Oh, incredibly. Yeah, for sure. Like, um, yeah, I've had races where, you know, I don't have a guy, like a guy like that, that's going to be right around me. And I know we're going to be battling till the end. And I've had a race where I don't have that. And I, it, sometimes you end up just kind of getting comfortable and kind of coasting. And then you, you know, you kind of feel crappy after. Cause it's like, ah, I didn't really, I didn't really get like, I didn't really put everything into that, that I could have. Yeah. So it's nice to have that, that adversary that, that gets that idea for sure. I would have thought you would have mentioned also Mick, Mick Torello. Yeah. Yeah. Mick, Mick and I have had some good battles. Um, he's, you know, Mick's really taken his OCR game to another level. Like, Oh man, he's, he's such an impressive athlete. It's mind blowing. Mm -hmm. Like he's, but you know, I really, I do get to train with Mick a fair amount considering we live in different provinces. He comes out here almost, he comes out here every year. And, um, yeah, I would say I value those training sessions above some of the, above the rest, because like you just training with that guy that's at that next level. And, uh, that's when you, you can really make some serious, serious improvements. Not, not to saying those other guys don't, I mean, there's a lot of things that Austin's way better at and that Josh is way better at than me. Yeah. And so like, you know, you kind of, but I think just training with people that are better than you is, is awesome. Like, you know what they say in, in like the business world, like if you're the smartest one in the room, you're in the wrong room. <laughs> well, I think it's in the applies to here too. If you're the fittest one in the room, you're probably in the wrong room. Like, yeah, that's right. Know, because gotta, every, yeah, every OCR athlete, whether it be in Canada and the US, I mean, everybody's unique. Everybody has that 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 signature move that makes yeah. them unique. And when you surround yourself with all these champion-like minds, it helps you grow because you can oh, learn so time. much from every individual. And the the great thing here in Canada with all these OCR athletes, male and female, whether it be age group or top elite, everybody brings something to the table, to the game of OCR here in Canada, which makes it so unique and so interesting when you're out there watching, when you see people racing and hitting the obstacles, everybody's got a way of doing things that works for them. And it's just truly incredible to see the, um, the talent that we have and how sometimes we as humans, we tend to mimic and yeah. we try to incorporate it into a game to see if that works for us. And I love that. Oh, I know. It's, yeah, it was really fun going out when I went and raced out east there in Quebec. Um, you see a whole different crop of athletes and it's like, holy, these guys are fast and fit. And like, yeah, just meeting a ton of people around the race venues when you can travel far away, like, um, it's incredible. And just, yeah, just try to soak up as much, as much knowledge as like, you see a guy blow past you on the course and it's like, who even is that? Like, yeah. <laughs> like I got to talk to that guy after and like, how's he running downhill? Like, it looks like he's floating. Like I, I got to talk to him after. You know, it's, exactly. It's a pretty unique. Yeah. It's fun. You know, we have all these provinces and in, in, in like in BC, you have, you have a couple of people there, male and female, you have, you know, in Calgary, and you have a Winnipeg and then you have in Ontario, but when you, and then you mentioned Quebec, I'm sorry, but Quebec has a lot of 
truly awesome, talented OCR athletes there. A lot of people that don't know, I don't even know, but, but when they come out, they come out with guns blazing. And it makes you wonder like, wow, I got to get to training. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. They, I think they, they've got some wicked trail running and like mountain running out there. Like I was blown away by the terrain that they had um, right outside Quebec city. And so I think, I think there's just, I got the sense that there was a really big, like a really strong like connection with the outdoors out there yeah. and a lot of trail runners and a lot of people who are just probably just spending lots of time hiking through the woods and like, and that's just, just brought out some really awesome athletes and uh, yeah, in the OCR space. Yeah. For everybody listening and watching, listen, guys, everybody, every province, you guys have amazing athletes. You know, we appreciate everybody. But when you're talking about Quebec, I mean, you know, Ryan and Lindsay Atkins, they're from Ontario, but they moved to Quebec. So I guess the Quebecers and all those OCR athletes, they can add their names to their roster because now Quebec is that much stronger. Thanks, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so for sure. How do you approach nutrition and how do you feel for races? Uh, for races, I, for OCR races, for, for sure. I'm like, like intra race nutrition. Like I'm all about gels. Is that what you mean? Like, or like pre post or like during the race? Yeah. I mean, during, I mean, pre and then during the race. Yeah. So, well, during the race. So yeah, during the race for sure is gels for me. Like I, I've done a couple ultra trail races and for those, I, I, I'll definitely, um, get a lot more versatile with my like food selection and, and we'll mix things up. But for OCR, I find the pace of it and, um, mind you, I've never done an ultra beast, so I, I can't, my nutrition game would probably be different from ultra beast, but up to a beast distance, I'm like, I'm gels all the way. I, uh, I just digest them so well and they're so quick to get in on a, like on a little hill climb or, true. you know, even you hop off an obstacle and you just like want to let your heart rate come down just a, you know, for a 10 seconds, you can get a gel in. It's like, boom, hundred, 150 calories. And I, and I always carry, you probably see like in some of the race photos, I've always got like a little water bottle hanging out of my pants. Like <laughs> I, I always carry a little bit of water because I, um, I don't know. Sometimes I just don't trust the aid stations. Like sometimes they don't have water and sometimes I just want to sip something in between aid stations. So yeah. I always carry, um, like a little 250 mil water bottle, but, but yeah, Smart. just tons of gels. And then, um, and then pre-race I'm, I'm actually pretty like, I'm not overly sensitive to that. Like I, I definitely try to eat something that's not like full of a bunch of different foods. Like I don't try to, I don't tend to eat a ton of vegetables the day before. Um, cause I kind of just like to keep it really simple. Like, um, you know, roast, roast chicken and like rice, roast chicken and potatoes, um, or pasta the night before. There you go. Honestly, like, especially if you're traveling, I almost always do, will do with the guys I'm staying with, like a roast chicken or, and some pasta and you can get it at a grocery store and you don't end up buying a bunch of like wasted ingredients and then just chow down on that and then um yeah so super simple the day before for me um yeah you know yeah. my wife is my nutritionist but we i try to keep things simple if the wheel is not broken don't fix it if your yeah. body's used to a certain type of food before and you've been doing this for a long time you know to to change things is 
like asking for problems. That's my view on it. I, I stick to things, you know, light, but things that I'm already used to that I, that I already eat and then just work with that and leave it alone. Because when you're yeah. running, when you're running anything over 10K and you're going to a beast or an ultra, I mean, you got to know what types of foods to eat because it may, it may not sit with you after a while, you know, that your stomach may be rumbling and you may need to stop running and uh, head to a bush. <laughs> yeah. I've had that before. <laughs> I'm not going to ask you details about that, but why? Like is, is, what happened there? If you don't mind me asking, was it something that you, was it something new that you added to your nutrition? It was, it was in Spartan. It was at Spartan world champs. Oh, um, damn. And yeah, I don't know, like, honestly, it could have, it could have been anything like, yeah. just cause, cause like traveling to the States, like for us, it's, it's either two flights to get there, like to Tahoe that is, or, or like one flight and like a three hour drive. And so gotcha. you're just eating a lot. Like you just got at the airport, you know, and you're just eating food that, like you try to eat as healthy as you can, but like, yeah. you know, you got, you got to treat, you know, how it goes with traveling. Like sometimes you just kind of have to get some calories in. And so honestly, yeah. it also could have just been like race nerves. I don't know. The Spartan worlds is a, is a nerve wracking event and, uh, could have just been nerves. Who knows? Yeah. But, yeah. uh, so you, you mentioned, uh, gels, is there a particular, you know, is there a particular type that you use that, that, that you like? Uh, brand no i'm not not sponsored by anyone but i do like the goo the goo gels like the okay. chocolate like i'm like a chocolate flavor and those fruit ones no i don't do the fruit ones but like anything like chocolate or chocolate with coffee um like the ones that have like the little bit of caffeine in them yeah um yeah those are those are the ones that do it for me hey you here i'll tell you a secret buddy <laughs> for all the everybody listening and watching you want to know what i take <laughs> I don't take those because a lot of those don't sit well with me, but there's oh, no one way. that works with me and you can buy the superstore. Okay. Uh, you know, the baby gels. Oh, really? Buddy, they are. Oh my God. There's one that they have. It's 150 calories. And if it works for a baby buddy, it's going to work for me. <laughs> really? So it's like, so it's like pureed fruit and rice or something. Yeah. It's rice, uh, blueberry, potato, and banana it is delicious buddy oh, i yeah. carry a few of those buddy i am sets and i don't have to worry right but those work That's well sweet. with me but like for example endurance uh tap uh, there's another that's maple i've tried them they're they taste delicious for for everybody that's listening and watching they taste delicious and they, they'll work well with you but like I said before, there's certain things that you have to test and research to see if it works for you. They didn't work for me, man. There's just so many problems. And then all of a sudden, somebody, and in, um, a trail runner brought this to my attention. He said, try this. And I stuck with it because it just works well. And I love it. I mean, my my baby and my, my kids had it. So if, if it works for that's, them, it works for me. <laughs> yeah, that's sweet. There's, there's a new, I can't remember what the company's called now, but they it's like, it's a trail running, you know, ultra running targeted company. And they, they make gels like that, where it's like, it's like pureed rice and, and, you know, blueberries, it's all, it's all natural stuff. Yeah. Um, 
And I've used those on like long training days, like five, six, seven hour mountain days. Yeah. Cause I can't, I can't do like the sugary, like chocolate gels on like a, anything over like three hours. I cannot touch those. Yeah. yeah. But, but uh, so I, I end up trying these other ones and I can't remember the brand, but, um, but now that you mentioned the baby food, it really is like the exact same thing. And the baby food's probably way cheaper. <laughs> I, I tell you, buddy, you can get a box of six for $5. <laughs> yeah that's I'm telling that's crazy you, man, they work they're like the 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 trail or the running ones are like they're like four dollars per pouch or something like, exactly crazy Buddy, these work i've tested well, them i've i go out and do long trails oh my god they're truly amazing now watch everybody start going to superstores start buying all the boxes <laughs> well, I've, i even have some of those here since my my baby does like them so if it works for them why could it work yeah. for you? <laughs> That's a good plan. So, so you, your wife's a nutritionist, you said? Yeah, she's my nutritionist, buddy. Oh, you're lucky. Oh, That's you, yeah. That's how you uh, stay so shredded. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you mentioned something in the beginning where you said that you were about 175 around that and you were lifting weights. When I finished playing soccer, when I finished actually, no, this is after my soccer years, I got into, I was a wrestler. And I was wrestling and I was also, you know, I got into weight training and then I started packing in the pounds. Jesse Bruce in Ontario, <laughs> he introduced me uh, to OCR. I was weighing away over 200 pounds, buddy. I was a big guy. And when OCR comes into my life, buddy, it's like, oh, now we're going to lose all this weight if I'm going to compete. <laughs> 20, 2017 came around and I flipped the switch and I said, you know what, I'm going to I'm, I'm going to compete. I'm going to get in there and I'm going to make all these changes. And thank God for my wife that I was, I had to change my eating habits, my lifestyle, especially my eating. And I had to do a lot of research on what works for me, what doesn't. And then I had to you know, research training. And, and so, you know, and so to become that OCR, that complete OCR athlete, there's so many changes. And now I'm back to uh, in the 150 uh, weight class and so wow. and i feel light when i run and i feel good and strong and so if it wasn't for her buddy i wouldn't be here that's crazy that's a big that's a big change you should post a you should post a photo of before and after. i did oh did you yeah I, I i posted one but now that you mentioned i may just do it again i'll probably post another one when i was like jesus my god <laughs> yeah i'll have to look i'll have to look at your your instagram and, and see if i can find that because yeah i <laughs> But I will post one. Uh, if not tonight, I'll do one tomorrow. So everybody sees okay. it. Oh, my God. I, I have shorts that, like, I swear to God, they'll take up the whole screen right here. <laughs> I know. it's. I wasted a lot of good clothes. Like, I had a lot of, like, you know, like, nice, like, work clothes and stuff that, like, I'll probably never touch again because <laughs> they, they, fit, they fit 175-pound Christian, but they don't fit 150-pound what a huge difference and it just you know for me and i'm sure for you and anybody else that's in that position same position as us that's you know when you look at that and you look at where you are now you know you you say to yourself wow i accomplished something that is really hard and i and i'm here now well to think that you like transform like the shape of your body to like suit something is just kind of mind-blowing hey like Exactly. Which definitely shows a level of dedication. So and if we us. can do it, anybody else can do it. Men or women, anybody can do it. You just set, you know, put your mind up, you know, set goals for yourself, put your mind to dedicate yourself, do it. 
It's gonna, you know, you're gonna, you're gonna face challenges and blocks with anything in life. But if you learn to get around it, if you learn and you get through those obstacles, you will get, you will see the light at the end of the tunnel. You will accomplish those goals. And you set goals little by little and you start accomplishing them, you feel a lot better and you will get to where you want to be. I did. Yeah. It. And, you did it. and for you and I, like for us to optimize our performance, we had to like shed weight. But like it's really not, it's just about optimizing. Like there's probably, there's a lot of guys that, you know, need to go the other direction. Like I've raced against some of them in Red Deer where they, they're cross country runners and yeah. they get to a sandbag carry and, you know, they can barely lift it up. So it's like they're 140 pounds and, you know, they can run a 1635K, but like they just get dusted by somebody who's got a little bit of strength. So, you know, in that case, it's like, he is probably might could even be harder to go up in weight rather than go down. So I just, oh, all yeah. about just figuring out, figuring out the pieces that works for, for you. And there really is no like ideal body type as you see in OCR. So, yeah, exactly. So, um, you recently, you and Mick recently had a Q and a, uh, live Instagram live, uh, Spartan Canada. So, and I mean, you're a natural, buddy. You are a true natural. Well, you know, I see you. You, you, you took the bull by the horns, and uh, you know, you managed oh, it sweet. really well. And thanks, I thought you thanks were a pro. Feedback. I'm thinking, does this guy have a podcast? So, how was that? <laughs> how was that experience? It was actually, I was kind of nerve wracking at the start because I, I haven't done very much, but I, I have done a lot of Zoom meetings over the last year. So maybe that's why I feel a little bit more comfortable on camera, but. Um, it was honestly super fun. Like I was stoked. They asked us to do that. And, you know, we got to just kind of answer some questions and just kind of interact with people for like an hour and a half. It was super fun. We had like, we had a great time. We're, I think we're going to try and do it again in July. You should, you should. Yeah. I mean, you, you guys are funny <laughs> and just, I, I enjoyed watching it. And I thought to myself, okay, he's got, he's done this before. I mean, and have you ever thought of doing a podcast? <laughs> no I, I actually haven't although i listen to a bunch of them now so it's uh it's not, maybe it'd be something that's fun to do you know you got you got a good podcast out east maybe we need a good podcast out west there you go buddy we can cover the whole country <laughs> yeah you should you, should, <laughs> you and mick should do it together because you guys are funny <laughs> yeah no, that was that was fun um what um... yeah, i really like that so Christian, what can we expect from you this year? And what are your goals for 2021? You know, I, 2021 has really been like a year of really a balance for me because life changed so much in last year when our baby boy Ronan was born. So you know, prior to that, yeah, thank you. It's, it's been like a heck of a ride where it's has actually turned 11 months old today. So um, it's been a, it's been an awesome 11 months, but it's really been like, it's been a challenge, like, you know, finding the right balance of, you yeah. know, dedicating my time to my family, which needs me and, you know, my career. And then, you know, my, you know, my athletic passion, my athletic endeavors with being Spartan race. So, yeah. and OCR. So like, I would say my goals were really just to like, just do what I can without jeopardizing the rest of my life this year. Um, 
and and I tend not to set like placing placement goals because like I I don't know personally I think it's just like a way to kind of set yourself up for disappointment even when you like really poured your heart and soul into like your training and your race if you show up and you know 10 guys show up that are just better than you it's like well then you're going to finish 11th and you know if my goal was top five i'm going to feel bad so like i don't really set placement goals i kind of just show up yeah and I, I i try my hardest to like just focus on my race and obviously you, you know you guys show up to races and you kind of have an, a sense of where you know where you might where you might stack up, where you might fit in. Um, so I, once I'm on a start line, I kind of have, a, it's like, okay, I'm going to try and, you know, I want to take that guy down because he beat me last time and we were really close. Like, but, but long-term, I don't say like, oh yeah, I want to, you know, go up and like win Blue Mountain or something like that. I just, I just want to, I just want to achieve a good balance um, okay. in like my day-to-day, my week-to-week and like month-to-month. Like I kind of just want a good, just a good healthy balance. Cause I, I know what it's like to like, you know, have one, have one burner cranked, you know, and have one other burner in your life kind of like fizzle out and yeah. it, it's just not a sustainable way. And I'm kind of here for the long haul. So I gotta, that's my goals is uh, the best balance I can find between being a good, you know, husband, father, engineer, and, uh, and athlete. So, so being a father, you know, having a professional career as a, you know, field engineer or petroleum engineer um, and being also a Spartan pro athlete. How do you manage it all? I mean, also, you know, your son, is it Roman? You know, 11 uh, months old uh, now? Yeah, Ronan, Ronan, yeah. Yeah, so Ronan. Okay, so now he's 11 months old. So now you can actually go to sleep. <laughs> oh, yeah. How do, you, how do you balance it all? How do you manage it? Um, like from a scheduling standpoint, like most of my training, it used to happen in the morning. Now it, now it doesn't, now it happens after Ronan goes to bed. Like, um, <laughs> so I, it all I, I depends get my training on the little boy. It does. It does. And like, yeah. um, you know, my wife owns her own business. Uh, she's got a, she's an event planner, like a wedding planner. So she's, she's really busy. She's got a lot on the go. Um, so, you know, I, I, I try to take some of the morning shifts. I, you know, I get the guy up, I change his bum in the morning and my mornings are really about, about him. And then, uh, good for you, buddy. and then, yeah. And then once he goes to bed, you know, if he goes to bed really good, then like, I've got my evening to like, you know, I'll train and then I'll train, eat and then go to bed. And I always, eat, I always eat, we always eat at like five o'clock. So I I'll eat with him at five and then I'll train at like seven 30 or seven. And then I'll eat again at like eight thirty or nine, and then I'll go right to bed after. So I don't know. As a nutrition, as a somebody with like you know, probably understands nutrition. That's probably maybe not the ideal way, but it seems to work for me. I sleep great when I eat right before bed. You know, if it works for you, that's yeah. it. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, buddy. So hey, sleep. You know, it's one of those precious things, eh? Are you yeah. sleeping a lot more now? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, we are. We do, we do eight hours now and I can't imagine doing anything less to be honest. Like I used to, uh, I used to be good on like six hours of sleep. Um, but I can't anymore. Like I, I don't know if it's age or if it's, or if it's just like that, my days are so packed now with like between, you know, 
between, you know, you know, my commitments around the house and to the family or work. I don't know what it is, but for some reason I cannot function on less than eight hours of sleep. <laughs> you know, I, I see it like this. If your body's sleeping for eight hours, it's because it needs it. Yeah, that's, that's I think it. exactly it. Yeah. yeah. It needs it physically and it needs it mentally, like that reset. Exactly. Yeah. You know, some people work well with six hours and they can function and do everything in six hours. Like, you know, sometimes I'm like that. But you know what? I try to get eight hours sleep as much as I can, but sometimes it's hard. You know, life sometimes gets in the way. <laughs> Family yeah. gets in the way. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm sure. so it's... sorry if my wife and kids listen to this. <laughs> I love you guys. <laughs> yeah. Now, yeah, me too. <laughs> is there anything that you would like to mention? Maybe give any shout outs. <laughs> uh, honestly, I, I gotta, I gotta give a shout out to the Spartan Canada team there. We've been, we've been meeting with them. Like the pro team has been meeting with them every month. Um, uh, over the last year, just to kind of help them navigate, you know, this whole COVID thing and give them some, some feedback and like the pro team has never really had that level of communication with the, with Spartan uh, Canada HQ. Um, They've always kind of been of a bit of a black box and you don't really know what's going on, but this year, like the team that's running the show in Spartan, like, um, like Johnny's obviously going to be the race director, but um, like the HR manager, Laura over there and um, like Fidel and the social media team, like they're, they are trying so freaking hard. And like, um, so I do got to give them a shout out. Like they're grinding hard to make this a good season for people in Canada. Um, and so I kind of, I, I, the curtains lifted a little bit and I kind of know like how much they're trying to appease everybody and like appease, you know, cause people are understandably frustrated with cancellations and stuff. So they're, yeah, um, they're, they're That's really true. trying hard. So I, I, I would say I got to give them a, them a shout out. That team's great. I'm excited totally for this to happen. I am truly happy that Spartan Canada or Spartan U.S. headquarters uh, reached out to Johnny and brought him back. Ashley Doyle, who was before um, Johnny Wade, really nice guy. Um, I I had communications with him. Um, I I knew his agenda and what he wanted for Spartan Canada in 2020. And he did a great job. Uh, But, you know... I know Johnny Way, and I am so happy that he's back. I'm so happy that they reached out to him and that he said yes, and now we got him back. And you know that he's going to give you some of the best races, race courses throughout Canada, coast to coast. So everybody, you know, guys, go register and save your spots because you're going to be in for a treat. Now, with the obstacles that you, we all, well, that a lot of people are used to seeing on TV from the US. You guys be happy, be excited because they're here and they're already they're, they're stationed here for you know all venues and so you are all going to have a chance to play with them. So Christian, question. What would you say are two of your favorite obstacles that are coming that we are all going to have a chance to play with? Oh, um Honestly, beater is super fun. And that one's going to be, that one's going to get some people the first couple of times. Um, and it's really, really different if it's dry or if it's wet. So yeah. that, that one's, that one's really fun. And, uh, and honestly, the box, I talked about it a little bit on the Q and a with Spartan there, but yeah, you did. Um, it's sneaky. It's sneaky, challenging. And I'm excited for like 
people like, you know, people like us who've been in the sport for a couple of years and like, you know, you, you understand obstacles, you know how to move your body. That one just throws you for a loop. So I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited to see some elite struggle on that one. Um, so I, I would say those two are, are going to, are going to be exciting to see here. Do you think they're going to be game changers when it comes to a race? Because right I now we overall, have the spear. The spear is that game changer. It's that pivotal, you know, whether, you know, you winning a race. I think so, these other ones could be pivotal too. You think um, so? Yeah, I think it, it's going to really make the races more. It's going to, the obstacles are going to be a lot more of a factor. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Um, because I've noticed, I, I've known that in the US for a couple of years. Like I go down there and I know it's a bit of a different event because the obstacles are a factor and your obstacle proficiency does have to be like pretty tight if you want to clean a race with that set of obstacles. So, so um, in the beginning, yeah, I, I said, in the beginning, I said that, uh, you know, trail running in OCR, it would be 90% and maybe it should be 70 and everybody should get out and train that 30%, which would be your upper body and your grip strength. <laughs> yeah. I would say nineties, 90, 10, I'd say is too, it's too much on the running side for sure. Now with these obstacles. Yeah, exactly. So 70, 30 is probably a good, uh, it's probably a good mix. If people wanted to uh, reach out to you, Christian, uh, ask you questions, ask you questions about your program or your training uh, or, you know, learn more about you, how can they reach you? Where can they go? So my Instagram, if you followed me on Instagram, you've probably seen, I've got like two accounts. I've got one account where I post a lot more photos of like my baby and like us, you know, that's my family's fun. side of things. So that's at cave and Slavic. And then for pretty much all um, just fitness related stuff. Um, it's at YYC bros OCR. Hmm. So both of those accounts, you can kind of see a little bit of like, if you care about, you know, baby poop or like, <laughs> you know, uh, nature walks with the family, you can go to that cave and Slavic account. Um, but if you want just the athlete content, then you can go hit me up at YYC bros OCR. Before we go, Christian, uh, let me take two minutes of your time. Sure. I want to play a game with you. I'm going to ask you five quick questions. I need you to give me five quick answers immediately. Whatever's oh, the God, top of your okay. head, just say it. Sure. Already? What is your favorite exercise? Squats. Favorite 80s movie? Top Gun. Favorite food or drink? Pizza. Three words to describe you. Uh... <laughs> uh organized um God, that's a hard one i'm sorry no don't worry three buddy words this, three words this, that might be the hardest question that i guess but uh organized um oh god i don't know <laughs> that's tough <laughs> okay <laughs> pass three favorite songs you listen to while you train um oh god song names man i use spotify i don't even know song names anymore Sing um, it. i don't know <laughs> <laughs> can i give you three artists instead give me three artists okay uh well i train hardwell rise against rise against and... the machine what? oh yeah they're so good oh buddy and i agree with you blink 182 
Oh, look at that. Nice. Not bad. A little mix there. Wow. Um, I am, you know, Christian, it's been a true pleasure having you on. I had a blast talking to you, buddy. It's just been fun. Uh, it's been fun getting to know you and learning so much about you. Um, I truly thank you once again for making the time to speak with me today and for coming on uh, this late in the evening. <laughs> truly true pleasure for everybody yeah. that's listening and watching a guy i hope you guys learned as much as i have um his name is christian w <laughs> i'm not gonna butcher your last name <laughs> um reach out to him ask him any questions He'd be more than glad to answer um christian once again thank you so much um if there's you know i hope that we can do this soon so and i wish you all the best if there are if those you know for the Spartan races that do happen this year, Maddie, I wish you all the best. I'll be cheering from you from over here. Um, I know that I will be heading over to Red Deer. Nice. I Sweet, buddy. We'll see you there. I will I'll be see you there. And I'll, you there. And, and I'll uh, see you in Blue Mountain, too. Oh, buddy. I can't wait to, to start the season. I'm so excited. And everybody, like I said before, register. Save your spots. You, you, you're going to love it. Um, other than that, buddy, you take care and uh, we'll talk soon. Yeah. Great talking to you, buddy. Take Anytime. care.